Things I've learned in the last few weeks. Coronavirus is a novel virus. The morality rate is estimated at around 3%. Coronavirus is transmitted much like the flus. The elderly and those with compromised immune systems are the most susceptible to coronavirus complications. And last but not least of something I have learned in the last few weeks, I fucking love touching my face. Schmackamagab, everybody. It is May 17th, 2020. And oh man, what a time we're living in now with this coronavirus thing. I know that's all everybody's hearing. And, you know, a lot of people are being countercultural and unsafe about this whole situation. Uh, but me, unlike most people, I don't really. Um, I'm not really brainwashed by the media. I, I try to stay away from the media. And what I'm doing is I'm going on YouTube listening to, like, you know, experts that aren't part of the media. And I'm hearing pretty much the same out of all experts, some different than others. But still, uh, the main subjective is uh, stay indoors, quarantine as this... Uh, you know, coronavirus in this incubation period won't reach anybody if nobody's around. <clears throat> and that's basically what the experts are saying. The media blows it out of proportion. The public is really... Man, I experienced... This is why I'm making this podcast. What I experienced when I got home from my walk yesterday. My God. Insane. Um... You know, I can't stay indoors long periods of time. I have a bay next to my house. Nobody's outside. And as we speak on May 17, 2020, there has not been a case of coronavirus detected on Miami Beach so far. So everybody's staying inside, hoping if it does reach here, nobody's going to get it. And I walk by the bay uh, the sunshine, the fresh air is good for you. Staying indoors is not. It's really bad for you, you know, for long periods of time. Yeah, maybe a week tops, but I'm not even waiting a week. I, I, I went out today for my walk, yesterday, well, every day. And But this is the insane thing that happened that inspired me to do this. Because in my 55 years of living, I have never experienced what I experienced when I got back home. Was uh, I live in a condominium and there was a couple and a child with a little bike, little little girl bike, uh, coming in while I was going up on the elevator. And, you know... There's a wall separating when you get to the elevator. They saw me. And they stopped dead in their tracks. And I said, hello. I'd never seen these people before. They didn't even say hi to me. They walked away. 
<laughs> I got in the elevator, went upstairs. Right when I elevator opens, the elevator makes the dinging noise. You know, because they pressed the elevator after I went up. So they figured, okay, we're going to go in the elevator without this guy because they don't trust. Nobody's trusting anybody. And I don't know, it was just such a weird feeling. It's almost like being in a movie. Everybody's just afraid of everybody. You know, and then I'm watching reports of uh, people in line at places staying like a couple feet away from each other. Crazy, man. This is fucking crazy. And uh, going to store, going to shopping, food shopping. I mean, they wiped the place out. There's like no food anywhere. Not here on the beach, at least. I mean, I was lucky to find some crap I shouldn't be eating, like macaroni and cheese. And, you know, I don't eat crap like that. But I, hey, man, I got to eat to live, right? So I bought this crap. And uh, what else did I buy? I found one pack of hot dogs, one pack of uh, chicken patties. These are things I do not eat because everything I normally eat was gone. Oh, and Raisin Bran. I got lucky with a Publix brand Raisin Bran, which is the cheapest one. So I do, I, I do have food, but I'm not stocked up like everybody. And I'm hoping that when I run out of what I got now, there's going to be more food at the supermarket. This is just insane. And the whole toilet paper thing. Toilet paper thing doesn't bother me at all because I uh, I always do my business in the morning. My number two. Well, I take a shit in the morning is what I'm trying to say. I forgot. It's the Vieira vault. I, can't, I don't have to censor myself. I take a shit in the morning and just take a shower. Wash my ass. And I, I it's like, it's like, a body clock thing. Every time I have to take a shit is in the morning. And then I don't take a shit for the rest of the day. Therefore, I don't use toilet paper. Very rarely, okay, I got to take a shit in the afternoon or something that I use toilet paper. But it's so rare. Sometimes it goes up to like a half a year before that something like that happens. But, you know, there's exceptions to the rule. But I have toilet paper. I don't need to buy toilet paper. You know, I always have about four or five rolls because I have females over my house and they use toilet paper. Wow. If I have one stay with me, they, they use about a, a roll a day or maybe a roll in two days. Uh, they, I don't know what they're doing. Are they in the bathroom making paper mache dinosaurs? What are they doing with all that toilet paper? And that's another thing. I can't have females over, which means I can't get laid. And that's terrible. I mean, so far I'm doing good. I haven't really uh, been suffering from, oh, I need pussy, I need to get laid. But, you know, if this keeps going on, I mean, geez, if this goes on for another two weeks, three weeks, my right arm's going to be much muscular, much more muscular than my left arm. Oh, man. You know why? Because I'll be jacking off like a jackrabbit. Which I might do today. I think today I'm due. I need to come. It's just part of my life. And let's not bullshit each other. Y'all need to jack off too. Y'all that are single like me. That you're refraining from sex because of this coronavirus. I have the balls to say it. Come on. I think porn is like the most 
hit sites on on the internet. I am kind of afraid of porn sites. But, you know, I have a nice supply of porn. Many uh, starring me. Yeah, I like filming filming uh, my sexual escapades. And all my DVDs that I put them on have like a, you need a password to actually watch them. So if ever I kick the bucket and they find those, um, and I also label them differently. <laughs> I'm very safe when it comes to this. Not only because of me, but because of the females that agree to let me film. You know, I don't want them, you know, I promise them these are for my eyes only. So, and they're awesome. Those are my favorite porns. Call me, you know, vain or egotistical or something, but I don't know. They do more for me than like, you know, but I do like regular porn. Don't get me wrong. Well, uh, not regular porn. <laughs> uh, I like it vile and crazy and, you know, facial gangbangs and, but hey, I'm getting off subject here. You know, I should do a, an episode on porn. Uh, but anyway, uh, back to the coronavirus. I, I spoke earlier today to my coworker, my ex coworker, because I recently retired. I was a control room operator for the city of Miami Beach, which is I answered phone calls. And you know when we had hurricanes and uh, Zika, you know with the with the mosquitoes and all this crazy shit going on. No matter what, you had to go to work. Because if you didn't, you would be suspended, even fired. There was a few people that were fired that didn't want to come in for hurricanes. Well, I was curious, so I called my coworker to see. Well, of course, they're making it come in for the coronavirus. I mean, it can't be that different. And yeah, it's the same deal. The city will suspend you or fire you if you do not go to work. And they're in the process now of suspending a lot of people because a lot of people are calling in sick. A lot of people don't want to go to work. I mean, the control room operator, we don't really deal with the public, but we deal with different shifts. And the guy that worked on the shift before us, always sick, very unhealthy. You know, he's obese and always had some kind of crazy fever. I caught one cold off him and it wasn't fun. It was horrible. And, you know, my poor, you know, my coworker, who I love dearly, he's such a great dude, um, is forced to go to work. And he's freaking out about this whole thing, you know? I mean, the one thing that, you know, I told him to make him a little feel a little better was, look, there's no cases on Miami Beach. But at the same time, you know, you better clean, you know, the surface of the workspace, before you go in, I mean, right when you go in every day because, you know, these people, you know, leave germs behind. And they all don't live on Miami Beach. So, I am relieved I'm no longer to force, I'm no longer forced to, to work in conditions that are very hazardous now. Yeah, I do sound paranoid, I understand, but I'm more cautious than paranoid. 
I do go out. I do take my walks. I have to. I will go stir crazy. I, I, I'll probably, I don't know, jump off the fifth floor here if I just stay in here too long. Which I am already, but at least I go out for a couple hours and take my walk. And it's a ghost town. Everybody is way more afraid than me. I mean, I see a couple people walking their dog, obviously, because they got a shit. But that's about it. I don't see nobody walking. I mean, I walk every day. And there's always people on their bikes. I mean, the beach is always like where I live. I live in South Beach, but on the west side where it's all calm and quiet. But before this last week, there's a lot of people walking around here and driving their bikes. Where on the east side, it's, you know, Ocean Drive. It's party central. It's it's just night and day. But, uh, yeah, so. And another thing, yes, that. <laughs> man, Frank Marino has been my bucket list artist to see since I've been 14. Since 1979. I've always wanted to see this man. And I finally had my opportunity to see him next month. Got my plane ticket, got tickets to the show, and now it's canceled. Supposed to see Jeff Tate tomorrow, canceled. Rightfully so. This coronavirus, you can't be around large groups of people. I understand this. But fuck, man. Frank Marino's in my, been my bucket list band for 41 years. Oh, my Lord. It's been rescheduled for November, so. <sighs> Hopefully this shit will all be over by then. Because, seriously, what the fuck's going to happen if, you know, after two weeks this shit continues? Because this whole lockdown shit is supposed to last for a couple weeks. I'm not a pessimist. I'm not here thinking, uh, Oh, man, it's not going to, you know, in two weeks, this ain't going to be over. No, I'm hoping it is. I, I, I'm an optimist. Hoping that, you know, we can all go on with our lives and they find some kind of vaccine or something. Or quarantine the shit. So it can stop spreading. Because in two, in two weeks, I'm going to be really sick of my hand. <laughs> you know? It's terrible. This is a really dark time. I mean, in my whole life, I have never experienced anything like this. And I've been through hurricanes. I've been through the Zika. I've been through a lot of shit in this life. But nothing like this. This is like a movie. It really is. It's like, I never read it, but Stephen King, The Stand, I heard uh, what that book is about. It's just a very strange time with everybody being afraid of everybody. Not getting close to people. I can't hang out with my friends. I can't go write songs with my bandmates. But I am doing that. You know, I'm coming up with song ideas for Thrasher Dies next album. Also, I'm going to do a, a YouTube video. of that. Last night I got this uh, Y&T documentary. Almost like five and a half hours or something. I watched it all. What else am I going to do? I can't go outside. But it very much inspired me to do something 
other than Thrasher Die, you know, like I did my combat project. I want to do something thinking it'll probably be like a solo thing. I've always been planning a solo album that I have songs for already. That's going to be very different from each other, from metal to mellow. But not, you know, I'm not going to write no Hey Baby stuff, but I've been writing some songs uh, since I've been, even music, you know, usually I'm just a lyricist. I, I come up with some of the music on some of our releases, but I've come up with song ideas. And then watching this Y&T documentary yesterday, I was like, oh man. But I really do want to make another Thrasher Die album because it's possible. I, I would love to make the combat album, but at the moment that sounds impossible. It is impossible. Uh, but who knows what the future will bring. Maybe it'll happen. I'm dying for it to happen. I have, combat has several songs that are the, our best material that I would like to, for it to see the time, uh, one day, see the light of day. Thrasher Die, you know, it is a fractured band. I have my drummer that plays with Ingve Malmsteen. My bass player plays with Malevolent Creation. So it's hard to get the, all the band members together to work on the new album, but it's going to happen because there's going to be downtime eventually for both of them. And we're all going to get together. So I know a Thrasher Die album will happen. But this solo project, and who knows, it may turn out not to be a solo project. I might name it a band name. Uh, I want it to be like all my friends on it, you know, different guitar player, drummers, bass player, all throughout the album. Um, and I have a couple acoustic ideas too that are really cool, that I really do like, I'm really proud of. And if it sells a copy, hey man, I'll be happy being the guy that bought that copy. As long as I like it, that's all that matters. Because when you start doing things for other people in mind, like, oh, if I do this, it'll appeal to this and that, you're going to suck. One thing I never I never was was a numbers whore, even with this podcast. Um, I, I'm just proud of this podcast. And it just so happens there's a lot of people that like it. And I'm very grateful for that. But I got to like it first. And I feel the same way about my music, you know. I'm so lucky that people end up liking it. But I do it really, I have to like it, you know. I'm not going to release anything I don't like. Everything. Whether it's successful or not, I really don't care. I really don't. Because, you know, most of the music I like, it's from the heart. Well, all the music I like is from the heart. You know, when I see bands do something, you know, just to remain popular or I end up not liking it as much. I always liked the earlier stuff when they were hungry. And I want to remain that way. I do not want to be, you know, oh, I want to be the most popular podcast. I want to be the most popular band. No, I just want to be happy with what I got. And I am. I'm very content with everything I've done. Very happy about the Rock and Metal Combat podcast, even though it ended happy I'm happy with how it is with you know it didn't overstay its welcome you know it didn't uh, it didn't pull like what kiss is doing now 
And uh, I feel the same way about this podcast. I can see go on forever, though. Because it's just all me. You know? And I never get sick of me. <laughs> and I'm never going to change. Come on. At this age. You know? I, I've seen I've seen some quotes. Oh, man. Uh, 55 years old, acted. 60 years old, acted. I'm sorry. I'm not a conformist like you. I'm not supposed to act like a normal person my age would act. I always find it funny when people say stuff like that. God, I can't believe you're acting this way at your age. It's like, well, because I'm me, man. I'm not you. I'm not a conformist. You know? I'm constantly swimming. I'm like a fish. I'm not held down by nobody. I don't have to answer to anybody, especially now that I'm retired. I really don't have to answer to anybody. You know, I don't have to go to work now with this coronavirus scare all over the goddamn place. I, put, I would have had to if I didn't retire. But now, man, I am completely free, more free than I've ever been in my life. And I'm really happy about that. So now I got a lot of free time. I got my pension checks coming in, working on my music. Now that I have this isolation time in my house. I'm going to make the most out of it. Plus my podcast and my YouTube videos. There'll be a lot of them coming up now that I'm stuck at home. And that's a positive thing about this quarantine at the moment. And plus, you know, not to mention, I do other podcasts. I'm very proud to be on the King Diamond podcast. This podcast belongs to them. Uh, We got a scheduled podcast for Fatal Portrait. In case you haven't checked it out, check out this podcast becomes be, belongs to them. I've already been on a few episodes uh, talking about Melissa, Don't Break the Oath, the interview with Kim Ruz, which was a crossover one that was on this um, podcast. And I'm telling you, man, that to me, as far as like interviewing anybody, I think that's the total crowning achievement that I got to give all the credit to Wayne Noon for getting him because honestly nobody has interviewed Kim Ruz. I just ordered a book from Martin Popoff about King Diamond. He didn't interview Kim Ruz for it. So that's, I'm super proud of that. You know, that I got, I was part of that interview. It was so good. Such a great interview. If you haven't heard it, it's just a couple episodes ago. I got I did two more fan paid episodes that paid for the rock and metal uh, podcast coming up. Uh, got a uh, Uh He paid for an episode I'm going to do with him, and also Nitro uh, wants to do an Opeth review. I'm going to get that going. And again, I have to stress anybody listening to this that donated. Uh, please hit me up if your episode hasn't been aired yet. I want to do it. I want to honor everybody's uh, request. So, yeah, there's going to be a short little episode about, you know, I'm isolated in my house, but I'm going to do a lot of shit while I'm stuck in here. After my 90-minute, two-hour walk I do every, every morning when I wake up. But that's it. But you know what? 
like every podcast that I do of the Vieira Vault, we got to go inside the vault. Follow me. All right, we're inside the vault, and uh, I pride on playing the rarest of rare shit, or just cool shit you might have never heard before, and I know somebody, very cool dude, he's managed Megadeth, uh, ACDC, John Karabi, oh, ZZ Top, you name it, he's done a lot of them, and uh, he hooked me up with this, this is very rare, it's a soundboard recording of a band called Cardboard Vampires, if in case you never heard of it, it features John Karabi on vocals, Billy Duff on guitar, Jerry Cantrell on guitar, Chris Wise on bass, and John Hauser on drums. And it's a really cool show. It's a sound house. It sounds awesome. They do a lot of covers. So I'm going to play one of the covers they did, and it smokes. A cover of Black Sabbath, Hole in the Sky. Turn it up.
Hell yeah, that was the Cardboard Vampires doing Hole in the Sky off Black Sabbath Sabotage. Great cover of it. So, we are at the end of the Vieira Vault. And if you're listening to my voice now, you know I love you. So, I got a lot of uh, episodes coming up. A couple fan pages already done. And uh, also, Dr. Sleep. There will be a sequel to... The Shining episode, that's already recorded. That's a long one. I haven't edited that one down yet. With Bushy, another crossover from uh, his podcast, The Plug. So, uh, till next time, everybody, stay safe. Cough into your elbow. That's what they're telling you. Not into your hands. And wash your fucking hands when you get home. And try not to touch any surfaces. And uh, play with your pickle if you're single. I think I'm going to go do that now. With the last video I recorded, (laughs) I uh, filmed myself having sex with two girls, and if you add both their ages together, they're still not as old as me. (sighs) Life is good. Till next time, schmack-a-ma-gob.